All right, and here we go. Greetings, my excellent friends, and welcome back to the San Dimas School of Film podcast. Join us on our most excellent adventure through time as we discuss all genres of film. My name is Tim, and with me in the booth, as usual, well, actually, we've got a full booth finally again today. It's Al, Brad, and Jules. How's it going? Woo! Bon Jovi. Good. Jules, it's good to have you back, back. man. I missed you. Yeah. It was a weird void. We had no one to fill the silence. (laughs) I'm sure it was. Yeah. (laughs) Except Don. Except Don. How did that all end up, Al? Is it... uh, he, oh, I got, I, there were many, many text messages firing angrily across the street and back. It was brilliant. It was worth every moment. Excellent. Oh, good stuff. All right. Well, let's get on to what we're doing this episode. Uh, Brad, your nephew, did you say? Leroy's taking us through the circuits of time back to 1988 that is to correct. watch the adventure animation. Looney Tunes detective thriller etc movie love story love story who framed Roger Rabbit um, and look just before we get on with him the booth there Jules it is important here at the San Dimas School of Film that we acknowledge and pay our gratitude to our first storytellers the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation the traditional custodians of the unceded lands we are recording on 1988, the year before the year of our fathers, hit the booth, Jules. Gentlemen, we're history. Man, zoom chars are hard. They are, yeah. I don't like them. The, yeah. whole, the whole thing's bogus, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Zoom chars are hard. Yeah. Nice. Easily. Zoom chars are hard. It's easily the worst part about lockdown. Zoom yeah. chars. Zoom chars. <laughs> zoom chars. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, 1988. Have we been here before, Al? Not sure. Um, yes. He's nodding enth- enthusiastically. Well, anyway, let's get over to our resident historian. Let's bring on probably one of the best segments of our show. It is... History with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. Well done, Timmy. Good work all by yourself. You stepped it up. I've missed two episodes, and that was freaking... Uh, That was ten times... My partner in the other room must think it's fucking weird in here. She must be like, (laughs) what's going on? (laughs) Should I need to think it, Tim? It is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Brad, 1988. Oh, All right, 1988. We have been here before. I don't know what movies we did, but um, we've definitely been here before. Um, who framed Roger Rabbit? Uh, PG, appropriately, I think. Although, we'll talk about that in maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, hour 44. Um, and, of course, in our favourite, 1.85 to 1. Um, nice. This movie was made for $70 million. So, yeah, 88. That was a, was a fair bit. Like probably, a lot of money. that's a lot of money. So a, you know, we're talking. That's a chunk. Yeah, that's that's definitely up there. This movie grossed three hundred and thirty million dollars in its Whoa. first year. Charging. Um, I well did not done. expect that. Well done. I remember. No. I remember. This movie was huge. It was huge. This I've even got it. Been huge. Yeah, exactly. It was meant to be huge. Yeah. They did it well, it's, and it, it was huge. I've even still got, which I gave to my son, a Roger Rabbit um, like soft toy. It's sitting Sweet. in his bedroom right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, he doesn't quite know what it is, but now I've watched the film, I might get him to watch it. Might be one or two scenes where I just cover his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> in the blatant <laughs> murder scenes. A couple of scenes where I covered my eyes. I reckon. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's a, uh, it's a bit rough. All right, so three hundred and thirty mil. Well done. Um, 88, uh, just very briefly, uh, Calgary Olympics, um, Winter Olympics, um, the Soviets withdrew from Afghanistan, which goes back to our Charlie Wilson's War episode a couple episodes ago, um, World Expo 88 and the Bicentennial, um, and the most important thing, UK pubs are now allowed to stay open for 24 hours a day. Um, yeah, because they needed that. Um, (laughs) well, if you've been there, they probably did need that. (laughs) 
Um, uh, bread was uh, around about a dollar thirty-seven a loaf, and milk was about eighty-five cents. Very quick history of eighty-eight. I was about to say eighty-five, eighty-eight. Fun fact, fun fact, the Calgary Olympics, I believe, Julian, was the love story of your favourite bobsled team. The, <laughs> oh, uh, the very successful Jamaican bobsled oh. team. Oh, jeez, don't get me started, man. <laughs> was, that, was 88 also the, um, was that the Tonya Harding Olympics or was that the one before? Uh, I don't Ooh, know. It might so the, one, the Nancy Kerrigan, Tonya Harding one? I can't remember. It wasn't in my yeah, very, really very, very quick. I, Tonya. Good movie. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really good. It it's a good film. Yep, yeah, it's well right. done. Mm. Cool. All right, All right let's well, go. Who is anyone going to give us a synopsis to this one? Does anyone want to have a crack? Oh. No. Don't all put your hands up. <laughs> <laughs> how do you even? How do you even describe this film? Like it's, like you said, because it's like it's a crime, love, uh, you know, who done it? Like it's so many different kind live action. You know, it's it's. Well, it's great. It's a, it's a detective. It's a, like a '40s detective movie. Yeah, at its yeah, at its yeah, core, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is you know, which, with this twist thrown in that a bit of a psycho world the, of tunes the existence and, of tunes. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, I, yeah. I think like I was actually really surprised at how kind of well they did with it. Like, I was expecting to watch this again, and it's been so long, and I think. I made a point to never watch this movie again, and we'll get to why that is. But I think we all probably know, know the scene is similar to <laughs> similar to Never Ending Story. Um, uh, and, oh. and so I was kind of wondering how it was going to hold up, really, with um, with the the mash. And yeah, of course, it looks choppy as hell, like it's going to. But it actually looked way better than I thought it would. Yeah, I was. Yeah, like I hadn't seen it for a long time like too. A dated film. Yeah. yeah, 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 and it it held up. I thought it held up very well. Like in that whole, um, what is it, the the cafe thing where you sort of forget the the reality of the situation. Like you got lost in the fact that the tunes were there and part of the film almost instantly. Like you got you got past the. Back then, they probably wouldn't have been very used to any green screen stuff or dealing with. Um, Characters that weren't there, like actors are much more professional about that these days because it's a lot of their work of, you know, d- talking to something that's just a dude in a green suit. It's not actually what they're talking to and have to react around it and, and having a background that's not actually there and things. This would have been very well, I mean, early, early days of that. Even, even with those, with the modern films, you know, like you get those guys who are dealing with the people in the green suits and like they've got a focal point that they can actually yeah you know, there's a face even if it is a green face there's a face they can talk to like whereas so many of these scenes there's no one there like he has to choose a focal point of where he thinks this animated yeah, character and they is can put the character the, in later wasn't that the then, funny thing about michael jordan and space jam was he was playing basketball by himself just like he looks super weird oh, really? doing all the scenes uh, okay. I've never watched the making of it. That'd be so. Awesome. So much, so much of the energy and budget, really, of this film went into getting this bit right. Mm-hmm. Like this, this mix, this mix of two D and live action had been done before, many but times, not not to this extent. No, it was up until this point. It was only done in short sections of films or animated. You know shorts and that sort of stuff like a uh, one straight off the top of my head is the all the sequences in Mary Poppins yeah right, where they're oh, in yeah. the chalk drawings uh, yeah but heaps and heaps was done to integrate the two together so everything was shot first all the live plates were shot first uh, and they'd shoot it twice well they'd they'd rehearse it the first time and there was a big there was a full scale soft stand in dummy for the for well specifically for Roger that they would block out the shot first uh, and then remove that and then Bob Hoskins would do would do the shoot would do the shot and then the animation was then done over the top of that so there was so that that ensured that all the eye lines matched uh, and you can tell there are a couple of shots where the animators have had to adjust to mm. a mismatch eye line like Bob Hoskins you know there's one there's one where they're outside the studio and 
Rogers, uh, uh, Valiant looks over at Roger, but he's looking too high, and Roger like uh, scooches up against the wall, up onto his tippy toes. Mm. So he's much taller. So he and then he hits that eye line, and all of a sudden, mm. it you know it pulls that off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I went. I clearly went on a massive. I've been on a massive deep dive. <laughs> yeah, I reckon there's. I reckon there's a heap of really interesting stuff about this because they would. These guys would have been writing the rule book on a lot of this stuff. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. they yeah. and there was there's a lot of talk with the animation supervisor who won an Oscar for this. Mm-hmm. As well. Oh, this one. This one. Three Oscars. This, yeah, yeah. Got music. Maybe, and effects, and then there was like a special one for just the feat that they being, achieved. I think being awesome, yeah. being amazing, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, the awesome award, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so it was. So it was Bob Zemeckis. Bob Zemeckis was the director. You know, who we know from like Back to the Future and mm-hmm. all sorts of awesomeness. Yeah. Um, and he was he was really driving this like. We have to we have to do this better than it's ever been done because the whole film is hinging on this. Like, if this doesn't work, mm. the whole film is going to flop. Um, and I really like having watched it. You know, the other night, it to- like I think it works. I think it works really well. Oh, absolutely, it works. Um, absolutely, it yeah. works. They, they did like really, really well. Yeah, I don't feel like it's it's sort of dropped off in quality um, at all. Like, I love it. It's mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I love this film. I think it's there's so much going on in it that's <clears throat> smart and sort of cheeky. Um, like, it's quite, it's quite parody-ish, um, yet still being, like, true to, a, like, a noir film. And, yeah, mm. it's, it's really good. Jeez, the Looney Tunes are anxiety-inducing, though, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you reckon? Like, that yes. first scene, that first oh, scene man. with the baby... Was just oh, yeah. you know, I was just so full on because every everything was happening, <laughs> everything was going wrong, one after the other. Knives were flying everywhere. It was just, and I, I thought to myself, oh yeah, I, I forgot, love I forgot about Looney Tunes <laughs> and just how insane it is. Oh man, it really. I tell you, watching that opening scene, I mean, well, and the whole film, but it really made me just, you know, want to go back to my childhood and just start watching all these old Looney Tunes. Uh, cartoons, especially like the old Goofy ones. You know, like when they're in the movie theater and they're watching Goofy doing the uh, acrobatics and going through the roof and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if you remember it. But, yeah. but like, oh, when I saw that, I was like, oh man, I just want to sit and spend hours watching old Looney Tunes cartoons and watching these poor characters just get annihilated every episode. <laughs> like, you know, like Wiley Coyote, you know, he just gets destroyed all the time. My, well, it's um, good because really, that... That opening, nostalgic, you know. Sorry, Jules. That opening cartoon no, is like, you know, very stereotypical. You know, yeah. you just feel like you're watching one of those. And then, yeah. of course, the twist being that it's all a set. It's all a, a live action set. And this is, where, you know, and this is like the big introduction mm. of mm. what we're doing in this film. And you're like, oh, I wasn't watching a cartoon. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really nice way to introduce the world. Mm-hmm. And get yeah. us into this. <laughs> Can you imagine, like the the, the concept, like the whoever came, initially came up with the idea of being like, "Oh man, let's make the cartoons real." Like, imagine like how fun that would have been to come up with that idea and actually write this script. Like, it must have been a lot of fun. Like a lot of fun. Like, you know, like just the idea of obviously incorporating it in the real world, but. I think just even being a cartoon writer, like an old Looney Tunes writer in general, just would have been one of the most fun jobs. Just to, how can we annihilate this character even more? <laughs> like it's really yeah, sadistic. How can we really turn way, it up? Know, like, <laughs> it is sadistic, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Like when you think about it, it those is, writers yeah. must have just been like, "What? Oh, man. oh. Um, <laughs> it's based on a book. Oh, is it? Yeah, is it's based it? on a book by Gary K. Wolf, uh, which I started reading. I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm going to start getting into this." Um, and there are right. a few major differences, but um, yeah, it's like this crime novel with a with a cartoon character in it. It's called Who Censored Robert Rad- Roger, Roger Rabbit? Who so censored? Just, really? just the one cartoon, or is it like is it just focus on Roger, or is it? So it's a it's a similar so it's a it's kind of it's a bit darker and it's kind mm. of weirder. There's this whole concept that the tunes can project 
uh, an, an, like a doppelganger of themselves as a stunt double. Um, but then <laughs> after a while, the stunt double fades away. Um, yeah, Man, so it's like... cryptic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, I mean, it's full on, like, spoiler alert. In the book, Roger dies, <laughs> oh, like, no. quite early. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. So he, he gets shot or something, and then... And then Eddie oh Valiant has to solve the crime with his doppelganger. Oh, that's um, creepy. Yeah, but he's only got like forty-eight hours to do it because the doppelganger is going to fade away. Like, so it's like the the clo- the clones on Moon kind of thing. Like they've got an expiration. Yeah, date. totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's messed up. That is yeah, kind of, that's full messed on. Up, yeah. So I'm, I've only is it enjoyable? Like, well, I've only just started it. And I'm like, I'm kind of into it, yeah. Does the doppelganger know that you've he's only... going to disappear? I don't know yet. I haven't okay. got that far. Yeah. Righto. I love that, like, you know, you've only just started it, but you already know so much about it, man. You're in for a deep, dark yeah. time. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the land could be style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, this is our uh, second appearance from Charles Fleischer, uh, who was the voice of Roger. Okay. Yes. Um, really? What was the other thing he was in? I, I can't remember. I feel like it has to be like Transformers or something. I'm just trying to think about yeah, the it's, look, it's, ones we've done. It's a small part. He was one of the report. He was one of the reporters in Dick Tracy. Oh, okay. Um, oh, jeez. Never would have got that. No, no. I I had to find that. No. And I'm like, oh, yeah, look. Um. Yeah, but you'd know is, Tim. Is this our? Sorry, go. Uh, you'd also know Charles Fleischer as the guy, <laughs> the guy from Back to the Future Two, uh, another Robert Zemeckis film. Mm. That's like he's in the future Hill Valley, and he's like, ah, oh, I wish I could go back, put a little money on the Cubbies. Oh, he's in that guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. no kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, Charles right. Fleischer. So, yeah, great. Um, who sat off screen for this, like while while um, Bob Hoskins was acting next to nobody Charles Fleischer <laughs> sat off off screen in a version of the Roger Rabbit costume doing all his lines yeah. excellent yeah excellent. which is pretty awesome <laughs> so wait wait yeah. he was in a, Ro- a Roger Rabbit costume yeah 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 he was <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> they kept turning he kept turning up and they're going you do you, do, you don't have to you wear the costume and he's like yeah, yeah I do yeah I do <laughs> <laughs> it's like 30 degrees and everyone's in singlets and stuff and he's you know <laughs> I'll tell you what, Roger yeah, Rabbit, man, he's annoying. He <laughs> is so annoying. I, oh, I, oh, I don't know. I what, just, is, what is it? What do you hate about him most? Come on, his, there has to be a specific something that he did. It's his inability to be quiet. And, <laughs> yeah. and just, his, just his voice, like, you know, Bobby Hoskins is doing his best to hide him in this bar and he's just being a pill about it. He's being the biggest <laughs> douche. Like, just be quiet for two seconds. He's, oh, like he's like that drunk friend where you're like, okay, how long How long can we be quiet? Let's have a competition. One, two, three, go. And they go, I win, you know, straight away. Like, <laughs> it's like that. I don't know what you're talking about, Tim. I've never... It's... Yeah, um, but yeah I just, exactly. He's just so annoying. Oh man. Yeah, your 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 level of patience really needs to be next level, like to be able to tolerate you know, the tunes. Well, that's and the, for, and that's, and that's our the intro. Thing. But that's the thing for a guy that hates tunes. Um, it's super surprising how patient he is, particularly in the kind of first half of the movie. Um, yeah, oh, it's such an intro to Eddie Valiant. He's like on set. And the first thing he's, he's like, ugh, tunes. And he takes a swig from his bottle and then puts it in his gun holster. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Like, it gives you so much information so quickly about the place that Eddie Valiant is in. It's great. Not a good one. Um, yeah. Having said that, though, Bob Hoskins is fucking awesome in this. Isn't he? He is so good. This is awesome one of his better roles. Yeah, like, he's been in some good films, but his acting in this, like, just down to the accent and the way he portrays that character, is mm. spot on. It's hundred percent. Is this? Yeah, is our second Bob Hoskins? Second... Yeah, 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 from Hook. Hook. Yeah, Hook. Yeah, Hook. Yeah. Hook. Yeah. Shmee. Shmee's me. 
Um, <laughs> he, he was brilliant in this. Like, yeah, for a guy that's done some very, like, really heavy films, this actually probably would be, this would be up there on one of his best performances, I reckon. Yeah. He was saying yeah. this was, was the so first weird. film that his kids could watch. Yeah, <laughs> you probably, oh, yeah. Yeah, probably would have been. been, like, hardcore <laughs> roles before that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so weird because I watched like uh, a little bit of the the making of the Roger Rabbit, you know, and you see him kind of doing some of his lines, and he's got like the American accent. He, he'd just be like, all of a sudden, he just snaps out of it. He's like, well, you know, "How was that, mate? It's like, is that good?" Enough? You know, like he's like he's got this full, you know, thick as was he English? English accent? Yeah, he's English. Yeah. They seem to get though to to, to play especially those nineteen forties characters and to put on that accent. It seems to be a lot of the time that English actors get that role. Um, like I've seen many, many times. Um, uh, I can't remember the actor's name. Um, he's Tommy Guns in Lockstock. I oh, sorry, in Snatch. Um, mm. uh, oh, yeah. That guy, and so he plays. Um, uh, oh, he's Al- in like Peaky Blinders or something. No, he was oh, in Boardwalk um, Empire. Boardwalk Empire as yeah, um, Al, Al Capone, and he's he's same thing. They, they yeah. the English actors seem to be able to do that accent. Really, really well. They seem to get cast in that role for that accent really a lot. So I don't know. Maybe it's mm. just something. Um, yeah, who, but I, he that actor also reminds me a lot of Bob Hoskins as well. Like they're very mm. similar looking esque and yeah. yeah. But it's good crazy person how to look many like. Actors like like you know, there's so many actors out there that have you know, well they're obviously from different countries and they have these thick accents. Like the movie Kick Ass, mm. like. 99% of the cast in that are English and they actually filmed it in England mm-hmm. but you never know you'd think they were in Chicago or New York or wherever wherever it is like everyone in that movie is American like but you know all these people are actually English just putting on accents and it's crazy you know? mm-hmm. it's, it's when you hear these people talk in real life and you're like ah wow <laughs> didn't see that coming so <laughs> like with uh, Pat Morita last episode Pat was, Morita. The, was the opposite yeah Mr. Miyagi was Oh, yeah, not Japanese. <laughs> oh, really? Mm. Oh, this is what happens when I miss out on episodes. I miss out on all the juicy details. Yeah. Uh, um, the episode yet, but <laughs> I find that I, fa- I found this fascinating because it was a joint production between Disney and Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, yeah. Mm. And so everybody's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a deal cut that was like. Uh, and it sounds like Warner Brothers were the ones like pushing it. Mm-hmm. They're like, we need the same screen time as the Disney characters. So anytime you see Donald Duck, he's with Daffy Duck. Like they're they're in the same mm. scene. Same with uh, Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny. They're both yeah. like appearing as a double act, so they get the same amount of screen time. Mm-hmm. I was actually going to ask about that because, like, especially right at the start where they sit there and they go, oh, you know, it's Dumbo. We've got him on loan from Disney. I'm yeah, like, oh, hang on yeah. a sec. And then I, I literally had to sit there and check and go, who's, who's paying for this film? Yeah, well, both <laughs> yeah, of them yeah. were, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Um, uh, but, you know, would, would things like that really happen these days as well? Would, would two big companies like that? Well, I think the closest we've got, I mean, I would say no. I mean, mm-hmm. the closest thing that's happening like that I guess would be um, Spider-Man who who technically belongs to Sony at the Mm -hmm. moment Mm -hmm. but they've like sort of let Marvel use him on a on a deal um, in the the MCU I think that's sort of yeah but but apart from that it's all very very good work to sony because marvel basically saved that character from repeated just annihilations of that character so yeah so those single spider-man films aren't marvel yeah uh which ones the like homecoming and toby Maguire. yeah so they're like a joint they're they're basically they're produced by marvel yep this is with the current, um, what, what's the new... Yeah, with the, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. So the Tom Holland character ones are... Okay. Yeah, but Spider-Man is still owned by Sony. Yeah, okay. So they're, uh, they're leasing him out, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, yeah. they're making Marvel movies. But they're obviously but getting see, royalties. But you'll see Sony gets a credit in those films hmm. as well. Well, I think Sony's just basically That's sitting there going, these guys are doing really well with this. We're going to make money out of it. Let's do absolutely. it. Absolutely. I yep. would be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he's, that's it, sort of the only the only sort of 
deal because otherwise everyone is holding their stuff very close to their chest. It's all a battle for rights and who has the, the property for yeah, which yeah. thing. Intellectual property, ownership and... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And there's no mixing of anything anymore. I mean, the only mixing that's happening, I guess, is Disney just buying everybody. Then it's not really mixing though, is it? Well, it's consuming. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, aromatherapy. It's, a, <laughs> it's the mist. It's like tiny bits of something into large portions of water. <laughs> yeah, they're like in the Simpsons that mist that turns people inside out that seeps through the window. That's what Disney are. <laughs> that thing it's what's that one we oh, um, all right let's what's, this, what's the scene that you were going to talk about that the you know similar to oh what's the introduction to the dip yeah with yeah. the poor little the shoe. shoe oh man the, the oh. shoe that gets basically it, gets murdered in front of yeah, us yeah it literally oh. traumatized me as a child as it would yeah but when you look at it as an adult not only is it brutal but it it's so much more than just the killing of a single shoe because, like, A, they're cute little innocent kind of clown shoes. <laughs> yeah. B, what other, apart from, say, I don't know, gloves or socks, what other close relationship do, do you have I was in, the, in that. the clothing I'm world? Like, so they're like twins, right? Now there's another shoe yeah. there who literally can't move on because the, his... He's her. It just uh, saw his family member get melted. Well, yeah. Well, maybe not. It's twin. It's twin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, I feel like the repercussions of that one little incident extend way beyond just murder. Like it's just, oh my god. Like it. I just can't stop thinking about that other poor little shoe. Yeah, I want a whole spin-off series. I want like a Disney Plus (laughs) six-part series on the other shoe. It's. John, the, the other shoe goes John Wick style. <laughs> <laughs> Getting his revenge. Yes. Shoe Wick. Shoe Wick. Yeah. Or, or like, just, uh, how sick would oh, it have been man. if, like, towards the end, that shoe became involved in, like. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, but I just. That. Just the. It's the it's slow like, oh, dipping. What if the shoe. What if the, the other shoe was driving the steamroller? <laughs> vicious that steamroll <laughs> but you know I mean you know what's interesting about that scene like where he dips the shoe is that like he flat out murders him they're there investigating the murder of a human but he goes ahead and flat out just murders dude he's a yeah. judge a, a shoe he's a judge but I mean he's supposed yeah, to be like the yeah. upper echelon of justice he's like the yeah, pre- this, so you're saying this is a prequel to Judge Dredd hello well this is where they get the <laughs> yeah. idea <laughs> this is They're the like, crossover. Oh, Judges man. could do all of this. Crossover What's his name? Doing... Judge Doom. That's his judge name. Doom. Judge, yeah, yeah judge like, Doom. it's a pretty judge obvious Doom, name. Like, why are we yeah. trusting this judge? The first <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's all in black. <laughs> okay, <very> Mr. <laughs> Honorary Judge Doom. Yes, more. Well, he's Speaking oh, of man. which, though, Christopher Lloyd, I forgot he was in this, man. Like, I, um, when he came on, I'm just like, oh, I got so excited. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I read... It uh, took me years to... Oh, sorry, Jules. Was, you go. So I was just going to say, it, took, it actually took me years to even realise, like, because I'd seen Back to the Future, and, you know, obviously Roger Rabbit was a, a childhood film, and it took me years and years and years to even realise that it was Christopher Lloyd playing Doom. Like, I never really connected the two. It was bizarre. Yeah, fair enough. They're, Sorry, yeah, they're yeah, pretty like saying. wildly different characters, I guess. Uh, yeah, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I read that uh, Tim Curry screen tested for Judge Doom. Oh, that could have worked. Good. And apparently, Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg were like, mm, "No, too scary." Thanks, Tim. <laughs> it's just yeah. like too much. <laughs> he came into auditions and they're like, "Whoa, okay." No, nope, just- thank you. <laughs> Thanks for he- taking the time to come down. Uh, <laughs> yes. We, we don't need you for this, but have you thought about Pennywise? Uh, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> we have another clown role for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I love, there was a shot, there was a shot that was like 100% exposition. So blatantly exposition that I just had the best time with it. 
and it was the it was the the track around Eddie's desk from his brother's desk that was all like perfectly laid out with glasses and a magnifying glass and all covered in dust and then it goes across I, I wrote them all down because I'm like this is a this is a, this was amazing so there was the Theodore Valiant nameplate right so we're like oh this is his brother's desk okay and then there was a photo of them together oh they're brothers okay great and then there was a newspaper that they're saying that they work together like the Valiant and Valiant service the best one there was a newspaper that seemed just out of the blue and and irrelevant to what we were looking at but it said goofy cleared of spy charges I'm like there's a whole film I want to see like can you imagine like a a Manchurian candidate style film with goofy like that would be amazing and then it was like then there's a photo of them as cops and and then one with their dad that was like Eddie and Teddy on the road with Dad, and and Dad was in the circus, so you know there's circus, like yeah. this like clowning background to them, and and he wasn't always this like serious, hard as a nail PI. Like it was just, it was so good, and then it, it ends up on Eddie fast asleep, but I mean empty bottle yeah, with the booze, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of what I I love about this is the real blurred line between serious and just wacky as hell. Because yeah. it's like so many of the to- so many things that are discussed or whatever are quite serious, but they're just so bananas. Like like Eddie's brother that died because a piano fell on him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that in itself is hilarious when you really think about it. But it's just, <laughs> but it's it's and he's got such a dark persona about him. But there's still that comical way sort of, of ridiculous tune aspect to it. Mm. Here's what I want to know. Yeah. It's a bit of a logical jewel scene, but um, oh yeah, the piano f- was dropped from 15 stories. I think they said. Now yeah, I think yeah. He said he's his brother died and he got a broken arm. Like um, I feel like it would turn your arm to goo if you <laughs> like absolutely liquefy your arm. If you had a piano <laughs> land on any part. Or of Or maybe body. he was jumping out of the way though and fell. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. True, true, true. Could have been a ricochet of some debris. Could have been the yeah. the A minor key, potentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As yeah. it landed on his head. Yeah. yeah you're probably right. <laughs> Fifteen stories. That's easily enough, you know, distance to get to terminal velocity. And yeah, it would probably take your arm clean off. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> At least. Ugh. It's <laughs> pretty <laughs> awful when you think about it. There's like, a fair bit of mass really in a piano. Yeah. <laughs> Even like the safe, they dropped the safe on um, on Acme's head. Oh yeah, right? yeah. no blood. Imagine what a safe Boo. would do to somebody's head. Yeah, goo. straight it up, could just be gone. Just liquid. <laughs> it's like um. It's, I mean, speaking. It's like, it's like the I don't I don't want to give too much away for those who haven't seen it, but the ATM in Breaking Bad, right? Like. The ATM in Breaking Bad oh, falls from yeah. like a it's like a ruler, like thirty centimeters. Goo. Yeah. Straight up goo on a guy's head. So. Cool. But I mean, even then, we watch a dude get run over by a goddamn steamroller. Yeah. Like, that, is, that scene is so messed up. Yeah, goo. but by then oh. he's like, a t- he's a tune by then. Yeah, but we don't know this yet. Yeah, it should be goo. Because it's him. Oh, no, it's him coming back. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, don't so realize that's, that's, that's how we find out. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but it sort of leads up like, to oh, it because he's like oh, holding his like, eye when there's like just before that there's some um, something yeah. happens. I can't remember. And he's like holding his when eye. You see him step out of the way of the dip and the dip. Things yeah, like that. Dip. A couple of little. I was I was very. I, I gave myself a, a, a pat on the back <clears throat> at my nerd oh, yeah? at my nerd level when Judge Doom was explaining what the dip was made of. And it was like turpentine, acetone, and something else. Ben- benzene. 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 And I was like, yeah. I, was yeah. like oh, I reckon that's what you use to clean the acetate cells, the cool. animation cells. Uh, and then I found maybe. that information later. I was like, yes, super nerd. That's a good little bit of info, though. <laughs> nice. I like that. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. I, I love how that. No, it's, it's, it's his cop buddy that is explain it that's explaining it and I love how he says because he kind of whispers it but he whispers it loud he goes like calls it the dip <laughs> like he calls just it says it dip. so well <laughs> Yeah, I, like, I don't know why it's just you know you hear those lines you're just like oh yeah that's a good line like I love hearing him say it it's just weird yeah yeah for sure it's actually 
there's one of those moments just after he dips the poor uh, shoe Aww. when Timmy, I don't know if you noticed it. Where <laughs> I'm still talking he, about the shoe. He, he, <laughs> oh, the poor shoe. <laughs> oh, just after that scene, he's wearing the rubber glove and he kind of creaks the, the rubber Good glove in his hand. I don't know if you remember hearing oh, God, it. I was I just did. like, oh, yeah. I heard that. Loud and clear. <laughs> Awful scene. Sounded Look, I good. was traumatized, but I heard it. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. I want to say, I want to say Shoe Wick now. Shoe Wick. Shoe Wick. Yeah. Shoe Wick. Are you working again, Shoe? <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Then he teams up with Beaker from the Muppets. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, complete side note on that. I saw this clip ages ago, and it was uh, Beaker, the Swedish chef and animal, <laughs> singing Danny Boy. <laughs> and it's everything you want it to be. Oh, that's oh, fantastic. <laughs> How could it not be everything you uh, want yeah, it to yeah, be? Yeah, it's so good. Man. Oh, I really want to watch that now. Um, um, the other thing I just really loved about this is just you, all the characters that kind of come back into your memory when they come on screen. Like yep. that. Mm. I can't remember what his name is, but the hound who's operating the lift, and he's like, Oh, yeah, oh, Droopy. 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 levels you. It's a good Droopy. Oh, oh, yeah. That elevator scene when the doors close and he, like, his head gets in the lift right as the doors close. Like, it's so perfect. I'm just like, oh, I could watch that all day. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you reckon the tunnel... I don't, I've not thought about this too much. The tunnel that leads into Toontown yeah, totally. reminded me a whole totally. bunch of the tunnel in Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be, right? Like, yeah, it's in it's LA. It's got to be the same tunnel, right? It's yeah, Bob Zemeckis. It totally looked like, like... It's 100% yeah, that tunnel. Did did want to make the... Uh, the this, Assumption. So, um, there were lots yeah. of all those little tiny. Sorry, Timmy. All those no, little not. tiny lines, like when they're handcuffed together, and he's he's hacksawing the cuff off, <laughs> and Roger just slips it out and holds the table. <laughs> and he's like, like you kind of know that's coming, but then when he's like, you could do that the whole time. He's like, only when it was going to be funny. I'm like, oh, so good. Like just that one extra line. You know, it's like that self-awareness makes it brilliant. You know, he's like, I'm a toon. I have to make people laugh and I can only do it to make it because it's funny and like Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff I really dig. Yeah, they they really hold that whole true to character thing all the way through it. Mm. Um, I tell you, I'll ask you guys... uh, would you actually want to go to Toontown to visit it? It seems, seems like intense, a bit too it? much energy for me. Like, oh man, as soon as he goes through the tunnel and then, you know, the curtains open up and everyone's singing at you and it's just <laughs> fire brigades zooming through and I I'm just f- like, oh. I feel like, of, Timmy, you wouldn't handle it. It's kind of oh, like when, um, <laughs> when um, KG and... Um, Oh yeah. When they take acid, Jack the, yeah, Jack Black. They take acid and go to and they love that Sasquatch song or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's always skip. Yeah, that's a skippable. That's always, a skippable. Song always that skip musical. that song. Yeah, yeah sk- totally. Um, hundred percent. Nah, look, yeah, it's a little intense. I think just tunes in general are just a little too intense. Well, and I love, I um, <laughs> yeah. Bob Hoskins is doing an absolute treat with his facial expressions too. He's just mm. like. Go like it's worth going back just to watch his face as stuff keeps jumping out. He's just like, ugh, he's serious. Like he's <laughs> so he's so pissed off. Because even like, the buildings, <laughs> like even the buildings have. Yeah. I think the pub was drunk and he's like leaning on another building. Like, <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't see that. Just little things like that. It's oh, like, man. oh, that's brilliant. And it's good because, like, you know, like this old old school animation. You know, like it takes so much time to do so. You know, like they really would have had the time to sit there and be like, let's really analyze every little bit of this shot. Mm. And, you know, what can we throw in there? Like, yeah, I, I've never noticed the pub being drunk. In fact, now I kind of want to go back. Yep. These, these wide shots of the city and, and just kind of see what kind of insane shit's going on. You know? When there are all these extra passes, too, normally when you shoot your, your 2D drawings, there's a background and then there's your, your cells on your, on your foreground of whatever's moving. But they had, yeah. like, oh, I can't remember how many it was now, but they had all these extra light passes to help integrate them into the 
into the scene. So so stuff in the past had been done where it was just animation. They just sort of done it normally. Mm. Um, whereas this, they added a bunch of shading and, and lighting changes. And like the, that, when I, I was talking about the handcuffs, like that scene in, the, in that little um, back room, mm. uh, Eddie Valiant hits his head on, on the light and it swings the light back and forth. And the lighting on Roger Rabbit is spectacular. And they've had to do that frame by frame to match. Oh, and it's just like glorious. And then and then with the optical printers of the time, they would have had like six different layers. They would have had to have all shot onto the same negative to get mm. that happening. So good. So like it's glorious. So crazy to have that kind of patience and dedication to it. You know, like mm. like obviously they do very similar things in in movies these days by adding new layers of light and texture and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. But like the, for the simple fact that they had to hand draw all this stuff was mental. Like I think I saw an interview with like one of the lead animators or something and you know he's like, "Oh, he's like, you know, this needs to be completed in like 2 years." And he's like, but I'm really scared now. You know, like, yeah. we have to draw this stuff. We're literally going to spend the next two years drawing all this stuff. And, you know, there's this room full of people who are drawing and painting. And, like, it's, it's crazy. Like, I can't even fathom yeah, the so idea good. of actually hand-drawing a cartoon, you know? And one of the things they were adamant about was... what ha- Another thing that hadn't been done was that you move the camera in animation because it changes perspective on everything and you've got to draw everything at a slightly different angle you know, mm. to get a to get a turn of a camera. Um, and I saw an interview with the animation director and he's like, yeah, it hasn't been done because it's lazy. Like, <laughs> not moving the camera <laughs> is just lazy. There's no reason we can't do it. It's yeah, just drawing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And see, that's the thing, yeah. isn't it? Like, you know, it's, it's a thankless work because very few people are going to come out of the cinema and go, how good was the lighting on Roger Rabbit when Bob yeah. Hoskins... Do you know what I mean? Like it's, no one's... Yeah. It's just part yeah. of the... The fact that no one's noticing it just proves how good the work is. That's right. It's, it's yeah. exactly what yeah. you want to achieve, right? You, mm-hmm. you don't want to be able to notice it. You want to mm-hmm. be like, yeah, I was just watching a film and Roger was there. Like, mm-hmm. you want that believability mm-hmm. because it, it's so easy for your brain to just go, oh, no, it's not yeah. real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and this this film definitely had that. So they obviously had some extremely talented people. Yeah. Probably you know the best in the business at the time were were probably bought in for this film. So and it and it's obvious because yeah, it just works. Mm. You you don't hey, question so, anything. I did have a question about something. <laughs> well, other do than you think Jules. This, well, do you think this is a an alternate reality? to what could have been but in reality Judge Doom actually won and destroyed Toontown and made freeways because in LA I've been to LA there's a lot of freaking freeways and I tell you what there isn't a Toontown (laughs) (laughs) are you sure? (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure I had a pretty good look but no Toontown in LA fair enough I mean look most of the people there are cartoonish yeah I totally (laughs) love that idea I love that that's like a yeah it's like yeah, so many freeways. Like, he's like, I want to. He's like, I want to dismantle the red car and like build the freeways. Then I'm like, hey, hang on, that's how LA is. Mm. Yeah. Does that mean? Does well, that mean Judge Doom won? So. Like, oh no. So this is cool. It it was a thing that happened. Is that they would that companies would buy up um, public transport and knock mm. it back, so people had to buy cars, uh-huh. um, like <laughs> automobile companies. Now, I discovered... Now, this may be encroaching further into a later segment, but I found out that the abandoned script for Chinatown 2 was going to be, like, this effective story of, like, them buying up public transport and turning it into, into, you know, to make freeways and buy more cars and stuff. And it was going to be called Cloverleaf, which is the name of the company that's buying all the the stuff in this film so this is Who Framed Roger Rabbit is effectively a sequel to to Chinatown which is incredible that's insane yeah (laughs) Cloverleaf yeah like I mean I'm I'm just piecing that together in my head I know right (laughs) (laughs) it's taking me all day to to talk about a shared universe holy shit yeah isn't that cool (laughs) can you imagine 
if Jack Nicholson had played Eddie Valiant, like yeah. you know, <laughs> broken nose, he just wouldn't have oh, man. wouldn't have had any time for these stinking tunes. No like, way. <laughs> so okay. so the homework is go back and watch Chinatown and then picture <laughs> picture what this afterwards. Jesus Christ. Okay. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. <laughs> I just I did one thing I did want to just um, kind of like I don't know, point out I guess was that Eddie Valiant like he hates tunes but when he goes to the the club and he runs into is it Betty Boop? Yeah, Betty Boop. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah, right. And he's like I love it cuz he hates tunes but he just still seems to have this respect oh, for her. man i love he's that like, scene hey, i wrote great, that down too great to see you buddy you're like yeah yeah, yeah yeah he's like he's like you know he's really excited to see her and you know he's like oh you're looking good and, and blah 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 and like yeah it's just, I, I thought it was really nice that yeah no matter how much he hated tunes he still had that respect well it's he, like it's like know. us in the world of tiktok man you know like it's uh you know what well yeah like we're in a world <laughs> of TikTok that we don't understand and we hate and then you see like a cartoon from you know back when you were little and you're like hey yeah that's awesome. oh yeah and then mad respect yeah, yeah mad yeah, respect yeah. <laughs> well no i mean he yeah, hates totally, tunes no, i understand that he hates tunes because they killed his brother that's the yeah, that's yeah. the whole you know and good his arm and good his arm. And so and so when he sees Betty Boop, it's a really nice moment of seeing the old Eddie. Like he smiles. He's yeah. got this really big smile on his face and he's really genuine. Mm. She's like, Oh, there's not much work now that cartoons are in colour. And he's like, mm. You still look great to me, you know, like there's this really genuine feeling and you're like, Oh, that's the Eddie the previous Eddie that we, you know, that we mm. don't get to see. Mm. And that we see yeah. a little bit of in that routine that he does at the end. Well, the, to make the weasels laugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The weasels are good too. They're, they're really good characters. <laughs> uh, they're they're yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well done. <laughs> this movie's good. Oh, it is good. It's great. It's I'm, good I'm, yeah, I'm really glad that, that, yeah. we're, that this and was like chosen. You said, like you said earlier, Tim, it's this perfect balance of like silliness, but still like taking the genre seriously like mm. really paying homage Homes. to the detective noir genre yeah mm. it's really good like the silly like there's <laughs> a shot when they're at the end i was i was just losing myself so regularly there's a shot when they're in the acme factory at the end and judge doom is giving his big like his big monologue, monologue at the end but mm-hmm. he's like slipping around on golf balls. <laughs> I could just saw the, the eyeballs. Oh, the eyeballs! Yeah, just like this yeah. subtle <laughs> slip that he does in the middle of the monologue. But it's so funny. He's yeah. just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Hey, do you reckon when the weasels die? Do you reckon that's the same? They die in the same way that a poor tune that went through the dip would die. Is it the same? It thing? seemed more pleasant the way they were dying than the dip. It? <laughs> what a good way to die they I'd were just like laughing and just ascending you know like <laughs> playing the harp <laughs> correct yeah hey we haven't spoken about Jessica oh, Rabbit yeah. yet we haven't have we oh yeah it's a very uh, yeah very interesting yeah I yeah, she's she's out there <laughs> but the, the thing is the funny thing is like my partner she went upstairs just after that first scene with her and she literally pointed at the TV and went the pressure's on women, and then walked away. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I have a, I have good. a friend that has Jessica <laughs> tattooed on his leg, like oh, basically right. down down his calf. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, that's, like, that's, I, I couldn't that's I couldn't stop imagining the first dude that ever drew her. Just some creepy uh, dude just like, drawing oh, Jessica yeah. Rabbit. Ugh, you know, it's like um, uh. it's like Mouse from the Matrix with the girl in the red dress, which obviously is probably yes. a, a homage to this, I don't know, yeah, a homage true. to Jessica Rabbit. Um, but it's the same creepy sort of. It's the same thing. It's just like oh, you know, like it just yeah makes you feel a bit gross. And like that club scene where she's singing just goes on and on, doesn't like, it? Yeah, it takes forever. Like we get it. She's like the femme fatale. Like, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. can we can we move on? Like, mm. yeah. I love that song though. I could listen. To that. I actually added that song to my playlist. That, <laughs> that version of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I freaking love that song. It's such a good song. I mean, like, I don't know what it's about. I don't actually listen to the lyrics. I just really dig that 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 song. Jeez, how, she, how does yeah. she put up with Roger, though? <laughs> she loves him. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but, uh, she loves but him. I love same, it because Valiant. Oh, no, we're family. You've got to put up with <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. You can't get rid of me, mate. Cause, uh, but Eddie, because Eddie even says to, to Betty Boot, he's like... Um, yeah, it's like, what does she see in that? You know, Jesse Gray, she's, she's got a... Yeah, she's got a thing for rabbits or something. Well, like, like yeah. he doesn't... He doesn't real. Oh no no! It's it's when he's referring to Marvin Acme, and he's like, "Oh, does Marvin Acme have a thing for rabbits?" Like, even Eddie oh, thinks yeah, that Jessica we Rabbit her. is a rabbit. Yeah. yeah, before we meet her, and then yeah, you realize that it's not. So, yeah, mm. yeah. I, was, I thought that whole. Sorry, Brad, you go. I was just going to say, as as much as you know, it's all you know wrong and everything like that. She's still one of the iconic characters of this film, though. Yeah. yeah, very much so. Yeah, and yeah, she's well, still and I'm, people would probably a lot of people would probably recognise her before they recognise like Valiant or something like that as being the she's the uh, one of the big iconic parts of this film the recognisable yeah. the recognisable character that leads you to this film. Yeah, but I don't think for anything more than what she looks like. Unfortunately, no. like um, yeah, you know, it's not yeah. like yeah, she, she doesn't. She's have got a, a couple role. of good lines, like. You know, but but even like one of her famous ones is like, "I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way." Yeah, and I'm like, like it's you know, it's not slipping on eyeballs <laughs> <laughs> whilst giving a monologue, whilst giving the, your big villain monologue. Yeah. I don't know. It's just yeah, it's yeah. And apparently there were versions of scripts where she turned out to be the bad guy. Um. Which I thought would have been could have been interesting. Um, mm. I don't know. I just felt like she, she could have been more of the story. Basically, mm. like, well, the, originally, if you the first time you saw it, they were it was obvious that they were said that they were trying to make her to be the bad guy, but it was kind of you kind of went, well, she's obviously not the bad guy. Mm. Um, you know, it was a bit, but even still. As I said, she's still just they're one of the iconic characters in this film. Mm. I was I found it fascinating with the what was it called the Ink Ink and Well Club maybe that club that she's singing in she's performing in and they're like oh tunes aren't allowed in mm. um, but everyone performing and working was a tune like it was very um, reflective of like the the clubs back in the forties yeah. yeah. with segregation like segregation the cotton, the cotton yeah. club was was very much like that where it was all um, African American performers and white staff and door staff and all the, all the help um, but it was only white white fellas allowed in as customers mm-hmm. and I thought that was a really interesting way to show that this like you know it is very like Toontown is over there we don't go there you know like Eddie Valiant's like I don't I don't want to go to Toontown um yeah and I found that club was like a really fascinating like what am I trying to say like a you know reflection yeah yeah yeah, absolutely yeah Mm. Yeah. Mm. well yeah Mm. on purpose obviously yeah um yeah good movie Mm. does does Lee have anything to say (laughs) oh he does are we up to that bit well, know. we we definitely are. Yeah, we're, we are kicking the time, boys. <laughs> Just cross that off. Uh, yeah. Should we? Should we? <laughs> yeah, kicking yeah. on in time. Um, Before we get to those <laughs> comments, should we maybe think about have a bit of a brainstorm as to maybe how this fits into, say, I don't know, a Bill and Ted extended universe? Well, I think that yeah. could be a good idea. I think that's a great idea, Tim. Well, yeah, if we're going to do that, maybe then I should do the theme song, which is everything. Is a shared universe. <laughs> now I gotta say I'm worried because uh, I feel like we've linked Roger Rabbit to just about every other film in existence, except. And I'm still struggling. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> Bill and Ted. I, I came up with one. It's five words. Uh, it's it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's death is actually a tune. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> I didn't think about it too long, but that's all I got. Um, mm, mm. Surely, okay, okay. 
Okay, surely... So, because Doom gets killed, the freeway doesn't happen, Toon Town gets passed to ownership to all the Toons, mm. surely that has an influence on society from this point on. And, like, what I'm thinking about is how... I'm thinking of future San Dimas and how bright and colourful and, you know, like, ridiculous it is, all happy and... And so you reckon nice that's tune influence? So I reckon it's this heavy tune influence that's that's helped Bill and Ted become who they are. Because this was all sort of happening at the same time as Bill and Ted were at high school, right? So now that effectively the year before we see Bill and Ted, the Toons inherit Toonville. So this their existence is going to travel and expand as Wild Stadions become... But this wasn't happening around <laughs> the same time. Wasn't this in, like, the 40s? Oh, yes, yeah, so the 40s. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I liked where it was going, though. <laughs> what if... What if We could pretend it was in the 80s. <laughs> we'll just edit that bit out. <laughs> Wink. I mean... Valiant... Valiant's kind of a cop, and Ted's no, dad's... Oh, maybe... Maybe... <laughs> maybe... Could the Eddie Valiant is actually... <laughs> the slot truck's in hand. Uh, could oh. be family descendants. We didn't talk about... No. Um, um, what was his name? Benny. Benny the Cab. Oh, I oh, loved yeah. that whole sequence. Oh, yeah. Especially when he was driving another car. Yes. So good. <laughs> it was like carception. Loved it. Yeah. And all... Oh, and it was like a car. Like, they built this special car. Um, that Bob Hoskins sat in and someone else drove like underneath him <laughs> and then they animated yeah. over the top of it. It's it this, looked really cool. It's <laughs> this oh, dinky safe. little good. vehicle that I then discovered uh, Bob Zemeckis used in Back to the Future 3 when um, Marty's getting pulled along by the horse. Most of the time he's getting oh. pulled along by the Benny little vehicle. We really should be a uh, Back to the Future theme podcast. There seems to be a lot of links out there. <laughs> right. yeah, well, right. Robert Zemeckis is, you know, it's, that's a reasonable influence. Reasonable. Yeah. 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 Could, um, could like, Acme have an involvement in, like, a future San Dimas, like, as a company, similar to we had, um, who was, who was the, uh, the oh, Formula Luf. One guy that became um, in, involved in developing boots? Louder. Louder, yeah. Louder, yeah. Louder, yeah. Um, oh, that was a good connection. That was great. Um, that was... <laughs> I don't know. Could, yeah. I don't know. Uh, could, could, think... Ac- could Acme have been involved in doing Wild Stallion's cover designs? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, but, let, yeah, me just, let me just draw my long the, bow for a second. Maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. in every in every uh, in every copy, every vinyl copy of Wild Stallions that you bought, you got one of those holes. You got a free hole. Oh, that you can slap on a wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a sticker on the back that, you, that we haven't seen yet. Maybe those Maybe those every time you slap one of those holes in a wall, it actually creates a new time tube to a oh, different. Oh, it's time. part of the circuits of time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just creating a new tube. Remember that for Donnie Darko when we do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, well, look, if you can come up with a better BTEU connection, you Which shouldn't I'm be talking too hard. To you listener at home, oh, I thought we did pretty good. Yeah. Uh, sure. We have mag- yeah. we have magnets available for you. We're going to give you a magnet. Uh, oh, yeah. I got carried away this week after watching the film. I got super inspired. I whipped together one of these. It's not quite finished. hasn't got a paint job on it yet. But I whipped together one of these, of which I will post. Oh, nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. so I've made one of the And for the people guns. that are listening at home... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what is it? It's, uh, it's Eddie's Eddie's two. It's Eddie's two gun. Yep. Um, I haven't got the bullets. Didn't have time for that. Haven't but, got the dum dums. Uh, not not yet. But maybe I'll give that away. Maybe I'll if you can. Oh, cool. Jeez, those bullets were rubbish, weren't they? Like they were. Yeah, useless. that was so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and culturally inappropriate, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Like there's a there's a few things like that in this film. It's a bit a couple of. 
on the cusp. But uh, but maybe I'll run a bit of cross promotion if you can give us a solid BTU connection. It's going to have to be a good one. Uh, mm. I'll uh, I'll send you a an Eddie Valiant Valiant two Look, gun. I think at this stage we just want a response, don't we? So uh... <laughs> are we getting too desperate? Is it too obvious? Yeah, nah. maybe. No, no, no. We'll just, pay you. You know. It's... <laughs> Magnets and ten dollars uh, cash, yeah. <laughs> and an icy cold can of coke. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, all right, uh, should we get on to ratings? Uh, yeah. Brad, do you have Lee's? I do. Response. Hang on. Um, just to sort of summarise uh, what Lee said, he basically loved. Um, Loved all the animation mixed with the real life. As, and he says basically what we said. This was an absolutely fantastic effort for the era that it was done um, and, and groundbreaking for its time. Um, he loved the, the suspense and the thrill of the whole thing. Um, you know, Roger being accused of the, of the murder and then being cleared in the end. It was a great storyline. And he also does say that he still finds um, Jessica hot. But then he was ten. We were both ten when we went and watched it. So you know, um, it's, it's there. It's like, and he's just he just said his last thing was, "She's still hot, even if she is a two. <laughs> so his score was eighty. Eighty. Nice. Uh, I'll, I'll go next. <laughs> I'm happy to go next. Um, yeah, this is definitely definitely one of those childhood movies of mine uh, it's it's probably i reckon this and like maybe the never-ending story are probably a couple of the earliest movies i can actually remember watching so like this is okay. this goes way back for me and i freaking i really love this movie you know even if there is a few questionable moments in it a few things that, well this is i think we've touched on this before though which mm-hmm. what i was going to say earlier films in the mm-hmm. 80s so we've got we've done a lot of the kids films that we've talked about and there's a lot of bits and pieces in it like Gremlins is the perfect example of how much violence and mm. ultra scary stuff was in a kids' Christmas film. <laughs> yeah. There's the bits in this. Yeah. There's, as you know, all the other things, um, all those other movies. I can't remember. I, my brain's not working. I'm quite hungover. Um, no, no, you're saying like that, that by today's standard. A, a no way would that be allowed. This PG. would be this yeah. would be MA sixteen plus. Yeah, I reckon. So. Yeah, or um, or it would anyway, be a different it's, it's, film. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, in saying that, no. Uh, so this this is right up. I, I really love this film. Yeah, even with all its you know, little cringe bits. Um, and for me, this actually gets a really high score. This is I'm going up to 160 for this. this Ooh, is whoa. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. This is this is really you know this is my childhood. This film. You know, like so. Ah, oh, that's really nice, Jules. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. Good choice. What was what was the name of the uh, of Lee? Lee. Lee. Leroy. No. Lee, Leroy. Yeah, good choice, Leroy. I appreciate it. It was really nice to watch this film again. I haven't watched it in a long time. I must also say that it was uh, it was Leroy's comment to me over summer that brought back the price of bread and the price of milk thing. Uh, he was like, oh, I've nice. got one well thing done. you need to do. You've got to bring back the bread and milk thing, man. It's like, okay, ah, there we done. Go. <laughs> That's awesome. He's, he single-handedly saved the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> hey, this is a flaming aircraft going down. You know. <laughs> Swooped it up. Hundred <laughs> um, percent for me. This is a Bill and Ted. I might. Nice, easy watch. Yep. I get a, I get a lot out of this every time I watch it. It's great. Hundred percent. Very good. Nice. Uh, I'm probably about an eighty. I think I wrote down. Um, okay. I nice. was a. I was definitely a big fan. Yeah, Shoe Wick still bothers me, but Shoe Wick. Um, <laughs> what a film. Uh, we get listener uh, Adam. On to making a poster for us for that one. I Bloody oath! I think that <laughs> yeah. that and just dealing with Roger uh, brought it down. So, but yeah, I still I thoroughly enjoyed it. And to be honest, like I I can't remember a whole lot about this movie until I watched it. Like there was a couple of scenes that stood out, but yeah, it must have it must have been absolutely years since I've seen this. So it was good to re- it was there good to watch it again. Yeah, nice. Um. I'm going to say that this is probably a film that, yeah, okay, I really, really enjoyed it as a kid, but I probably didn't really understand it too much. It was just the fact that it was just so popular and I kind of got caught up in the whole thing. I probably enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I probably enjoyed it more now than what I did as a kid because I'm understanding it more and I I, was into the film more than probably what I ever was. So 
I was a little bit cautious when he recommended this. I'm like, oh, okay, it's a great film, blah, blah, blah. And I sat down and watched it the other night and was like, it's fucking great. This is absolutely, I'm yeah. really, really enjoying this rewatch of this. It ter- and it put the hot film in a whole new light. So I'm going to be up around Jules. I'm going to say 150. Nice. Yeah. I really, really Classic enjoyed life. watching this again. And I will definitely, this will be in that, yeah, I'm going to do it again and again. And I'll make sure that Gabs watches it and, you know, things like that. Nice. Mm. Yeah. So well done, Lee. Good work. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, right. Jules, cool. you, you were away last, last episode. Where can you find I us? I was. Punish, well, you punishment. You can find us at film at gmail.com. Uh, sling us an email or two. Uh, you can most likely find us on Facebooks at uh, Sandemus School of Film. Uh, we love your recommendations. Make sure you sling us recommendations because, I, yeah, I don't think I... I don't even know if I ever would have gone back to this film... Had not someone recommended it. Yeah, so, I agree. I, I probably wouldn't. wouldn't. Yeah. It's, it's it's great. Yeah. So yeah, definitely keep your uh, recommendations uh, coming in. Um, you're still, you're, yeah. Where else can you find us? Instagram. <laughs> All of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram, mate. It is rocking out there. Instagram and Twitter. Uh, SDSFFF. Sandy was dominating, Jules. He dominated. <laughs> What's that? Going really we, we well. Kind of screwed. Yeah. <laughs> so I have two weeks away, and I've, I'm, I'm all. Nah, over we'll the place, get back. So. We'll get back. Back. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so okay. Um, next episode, Al. I think we getting back into. We'll do another listener, won't we? No listener. Yep. Let's do it. Let's keep rolling. Uh, next on the list. Ooh, ooh. We're gonna get some guests in again because it's working well. Okay. okay. And I uh, note I we're going to play games on them as well. Guests. Oh, guests. Yeah, we're going to have two people in. Huh. Uh, we're going to get Chrissa and Amy, hashtag okay. Watch for Amy, mm-hmm. from the Sun Theatre over in Yarraville. <laughs> They're going to come on. And, fellas, we're going to kick off our Sunday shoes. Jeez <laughs> oh, <no. Ooh>. Louise. <laughs> They have chosen Footloose. Finally! <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, you know, I've never seen Footloose. I, oh, I reckon, have I got a story about this film? <laughs> yeah, it's, I reckon that was All the right. last time I saw it, Brad. Excellent. So I'm very excited. Excellent. All right. I'm excited to hear this story, whatever this is. <laughs> yeah. It feels like there's Screw some the debauchery just that's going to come, come <laughs> out <laughs> of the world. It's, it's a very wholesome, lovely it's very story. Very wholesome. Oh, good. <laughs> Yeah. That's what makes the story sure. fun. It's normally debaucherous. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so oh, that's good. We'll get them. We might still be in the electronic booth, I suspect. But, yeah, the uh, way things are going. Yeah. Yeah. Stop um, breathing on awesome. each other. Please. Yeah. We're gonna, I, I feel like we should just turn all our mics off and just let Amy, Amy do chat. the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Give us some space. Oh, cool. that's good because we've been meaning to get them on for ages. So that's ages. That's awesome. Fantastic. Good All right. Shit. Well, good episode. Great to have you back, Jules. Hopefully, you're here next time as well, yeah. mate. Um, and um, 100%. and yeah, let's let's get into it. Kevin, it's Kevin Bacon in it, doesn't it? Oh, oh yeah, yes it does. <laughs> Boy, is Kevin, Kevin Bacon, Bacon in it. <laughs> second second appearance it will be after Apollo thirteen. Jack Swagger. Ah, nice. Good good call. Um, but look, in the meantime, stay safe out there, be excellent to your ears, and don't forget to potty on dudes. 